Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we're discussing Severus Snape, Lord Voldemort, and the massive question of why on earth Snape didn't do more to stagnate Voldemort's resurgence. As the series unfolds, Snape's loyalties and motivations become a subject of intense speculation and debate among fans. Because you see, throughout the series, Snape occupies a unique position, situated at the crossroads of light and darkness. Initially portrayed as a villain, his true allegiance is later revealed. However, upon this big reveal, I couldn't help but also ask, why didn't he capitalize on an opportunity to eliminate Voldemort sooner? Snape had fooled everyone, even the Legilimens Lord Voldemort, which put him in a better position to assassinate Voldemort than anyone. Sure, Voldemort's horcruxes would have kept him alive, but he would have been once again reduced to a non-corporeal form, reliant on others like Nagini and Pettigrew to help him return to a physical form. Another aspect to consider is that the more time Voldemort is reduced to a non-corporeal form, the more time there is to find and destroy the rest of his horcruxes. In this scenario, it's entirely possible that by the time Voldemort is back, he has no more horcruxes to fall back on. By killing Voldemort, Snape could have effectively put Voldemort's resurgence to a halt and potentially saved countless lives in the process, and all it would have taken is one surprise of Arda Kedavra. So was it unwillingness, fear, Snape's devotion to a grander plan, or something else altogether. Let's dive in, actually pulling it off. The first thing we need to consider is that an assassination attempt is no easy task, particularly on the Dark Lord himself, who surrounds himself with keen, protective, and loyal Death Eaters. It would be risky, even for Snape, and there is always the chance that Voldemort could have seen the attack coming. Voldemort is a master at legitimacy, which is the art of magically navigating the mind of another, extracting their feelings and memories. Snape does happen to be a master occlumence, which means that he is able to close his mind off to legitimacy, and very effectively at that. But here's the thing, killing someone, particularly with the killing curse, requires an abundance of emotion, and it's hard to imagine that a master legilimens like Voldemort wouldn't detect it. Snape was able to trick the Death Eaters for years, but he always tread carefully. Stepping out of line and plotting to kill Voldemort with an unforgivable curse is another story altogether. The following excerpts from the text describe the emotion required to cast the killing curse. 
A Varda cadaver is a curse that needs a powerful bit of magic behind it. You could all get your wands out now and point them at me and say the words, and I doubt I get so much as a nosebleed. But that doesn't matter. I'm not here to teach you how to do it. Never used an unforgivable curse before, have you, boy? She yelled. She had abandoned her baby voice now. You need to mean them, Potter. You need to really want to cause pain, to enjoy it. Righteous anger won't hurt me for long. I'll show you how it's done, shall I? So my theory is that mustering up the necessary emotions required to cast the killing curse would be noticed by Voldemort, making the mission unbelievably dangerous. If Snape and Dumbledore had felt that this was plausible, then I'm sure they would have gone ahead with it sooner. Ease of return. The next thing we need to consider is that if Voldemort had been brought back to a physical form once, it could easily be replicated again, and likely even faster than before. After reachieving his physical form in the story, Voldemort gave a long spiel in the graveyard to his Death Eaters about how it was done. The first time he lost his corporeal form, things were a bit more dire, and that's why it took so long. I remember only forcing myself, sleeplessly, endlessly, second by second, to exist. I settled in a faraway place in a forest, and I waited. Surely, one of my faithful Death Eaters would try and find me. One of them would come and perform the magic I could not, to restore me to a body, but I waited in vain. However, thanks to Wormtail and Voldemort's knowledge of a potion that would be able to help him achieve a corporeal form once again, he was able to accomplish his goal. But I was willing to embrace mortal life again before chasing immortality. I set my sights lower. I would settle for my old body back again, and my old strength. I knew that to achieve this, it is an old piece of dark magic. The potion that revived me tonight, I would need three powerful ingredients. Well, one of them was already at hand, was it not, Wormtail? flesh given by a servant. My father's bone, naturally, that meant we would have to come here, where he was buried. But the blood of a foe, Wormtail, would have had me use any wizard. Would you not, Wormtail? Any wizard who had hated me, as so many of them still do. But I knew the one I must use, if I was to rise again. More powerful than I had been when I had fallen. I wanted Harry Potter's blood. I wanted the blood of the one who had stripped me of power thirteen years ago. For the lingering protection his mother once gave him, would then reside in my veins too. Because the Death Eaters now knew how easy it was for Voldemort to once again assume a physical form, it's unlikely that Snape would act impulsively and kill Voldemort, because what would it achieve? The first time took many, many years, but if he could now return to his physical form in a week, would it really be worth it for Snape to blow his cover? Compromising his role as a double agent Snape was a double agent, which means that for the duration of the books and films, Snape's loyalties were still very much unclear to many. Both sides thought that they had an ally, but we later find out that, despite his dubious past, Snape is good all along. This means that he likely would have had many opportunities to attack Voldemort. However, if the attack on Voldemort was unsuccessful, or if killing Voldemort ultimately only had a marginal impact on his resurgence, then losing the Dark Lord's trust could have been very dangerous. As a double agent and part of Voldemort's inner circle, Snape had access to all sorts of vital intelligence that allowed him to potentially save lives. It's entirely possible that a futile attempt on Voldemort's life would have only severed his access to vital information and ultimately cost more lives in the long run. Furthermore, one of Snape's primary motivations throughout the series was protecting Harry Potter. Any premature action that jeopardized Snape's cover could have indirectly put Harry at risk, Without Snape's guidance and protection, the Order would have been more vulnerable to Voldemort's attacks and manipulation. The Final Horcrux The final reason that Snape didn't kill Voldemort is that his final Horcrux 
the Horcrux inside of Harry, needed to be destroyed by Voldemort himself. Tell him that on the night Lord Voldemort tried to kill him, when Lily cast her own life between them as a shield, the killing curse rebounded upon Lord Voldemort, and a fragment of Voldemort's soul was blasted apart from the hole, and latched itself onto the only living soul left in that collapsing building. Part of Lord Voldemort lives inside Harry, and it is that which gives him the power of speech with snakes, and a connection with Lord Voldemort's mind that he has never understood. And while that fragment of soul, unmissed by Voldemort, remains attached to and protected by Harry, Lord Voldemort cannot die. Harry seemed to be watching the two men from one end of a long tunnel. They were so far away from him, their voices echoing strangely in his ears. So the boy, the boy must die? Asked Snape quite calmly. And Voldemort himself must do it, Severus. That is essential. For Voldemort to be properly destroyed, it was essential that Voldemort himself be the one to destroy his final horcrux, which meant that it was imperative that he maintains a physical form of some kind. If Snape had killed Voldemort prematurely, it would have only delayed the inevitable. Additionally, despite being on the inner circle of both sides of the battle, Snape is still very much unaware of a lot of the things happening behind the scenes. He doesn't know about the relationship between Harry and the Horcruxes, and this is because Dumbledore had been very vague when discussing plans with him. Snape also doesn't know about the connection between Harry and Voldemort as a result of Lily's sacrifice. All he knows is that Dumbledore made it abundantly clear that Voldemort would have to be the one to kill Harry. Conclusion While the idea of Snape assassinating Voldemort might hold an initial appeal, it is unlikely that such an act would have yielded a lasting victory for the good side. In reality, the complex dynamics of Voldemort's immortality and the intricate strategies employed by Snape and the Order of the Phoenix ultimately played a more pivotal role in Voldemort's ultimate downfall. Snape killing him may have bought a bit of time, but how much? A week? He would have risked his life, cut ties with the Death Eaters, and Voldemort would have been back again in a corporeal form in no time at all. Additionally, with Voldemort's corporeal form gone, the Horcrux in Harry would have lived on, only further perpetuating Voldemort's existence. While a compelling thought, Snape's actions in this scenario would have ultimately been futile. And that's it for this video. What do you guys think? Leave a comment down below. Also, if you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.